uh, crossroads can lead to more than a fact, because there is there is a case on record of uh, not so many years ago in Germany, where a man was acquitted of murdering his wife because she kept denying him when he went to bed. First, 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 uh, four-letter word or a five-letter word, starting with E, and he couldn't go to sleep, and he strangled her. scale and then two two Americans Simon and Schuster of, of the publishing house um, individually personally they got involved with it and began introducing it on a large scale in magazines and newspapers across the country and it spread like a virus and from there it uh, went over to England and in fact most English uh, papers have a crossword still today all the Sun and the Telegraph and so on and uh, it doesn't seem to be uh, declining in popularity. In fact, it seems to be increasing, if anything. Well, I, I, I think I loved them all. As I can't remember when I, when I started them. But I remember doing one for The Observer when I was about 18 or 19 and uh, thinking in those days that if I had a sort of an Irish name, so I put on the Reverend N. Power, hoping to think I was a Protestant clergyman. <laughs> that sort of an evil trick didn't, didn't pay off. So I just love them, you know, and I, I must say, I sometimes think they're like bad jigsaws, you know, some of the, you sort of, they're like verbal jigsaws, I think sometimes, not so good. Sometimes the clues are, you really get great satisfaction from getting them out. You say, that's a lovely question, that's a, a brilliant answer yourself. My mother used to do them, she was very good at them and uh, generally got it finished. Um, I started doing it, I used to look at them when she was doing them as a youngster, but I really started doing them about 44 years ago. There was a crowd of us as students in Diggs. There was one girl there, she was very good at it, and uh, we used to vie with each other a bit. I started about 40 years ago when I came to Dublin first, and, and uh, the old Evening Herald, Evening Press, or not Evening Press, but uh, the uh, Mail yeah. and the Herald at the time, started off with a simple, straightforward one sentence graduated to the more complex and the cryptic type. You start with the purely, uh, you know, the crossword, this, this, the straight uh, synonym, this uh, straightforward crossword, and then it gets more and more difficult. And I suppose you end up with the um, Mephistopheles, I suppose, in the Sunday Times, AZ, certainly, in The Observer. And then I suppose the really the most difficult ones are the ones in the listener, 
which are, are done by different people and are extremely difficult. So difficult, in fact, that there are uh, quite a lot of them I can't even read. They're, you know, I can't read the mathematical ones or the Greek ones, and I might pick out a word or two of the Latin ones, but that's uh, that's really about it. But they there's such an enormous variety in crosswords that anybody can do them. That's the lovely thing about them. If I see any newspaper that's got a crossword, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, uh, like in the evening papers where they have one grid and two sets of clues, I'll do the easy in pencil and then go over that with the answers in biro from the harder ones. I'm an addict. Yes, I must uh, confess to being uh, an addict as well. Usually if I, I buy a newspaper, which are fairly costly in this day and age, I find I don't get uh, value out of it unless I have the crossword done, no matter how easy or difficult it is. Uh, I first started doing crosswords, I think, um, when I went to work, um, buying papers on the way, sitting on the bus, doing the simplex, um, found somebody who taught me how to do the Irish Times crossword, and I've been an addict ever since. I, I worked for a doctor once and was introduced straight to the crosser one. Uh, he taught me how to do it. Um, I became more and more interested. Now, when I, whenever I get the Irish Times, I look at the back page and the headlines, and I would like to go straight then to the crossword if it's possible. Otherwise, I put it aside and wait till I have a quiet moment. I hear people saying they're not addicts. I think of alcoholics who never admit they're alcoholics, you know. <laughs> I think if I look at the deaths before I do the crossword, I'm fulfilling a social duty. <laughs> but I don't think I'm Went an addict. I'm not an addict, no, no, and no, I'm not an alcoholic either. Let's get going now. What's one across? That's four letters. Summit came unstuck. Hmm. Summit. Peak. Brow. Hmm. No, Prow. I don't think so. Summit meeting. Came unstuck. Hang on. Add it together. Summit. No. No. It's hmm. an anagram of came. Mace. M a c e. Acme. That's it. Acme. Summit. All right. Little clever clogs, aren't we? Right, now, four across. You'll be locked after this heavenly drink, my friend. Nine letters. Heavenly drink looks like nectar. Any thoughts? Mm, no. Well, let's go on. What else is it? Okay, nine across, eight letters. The point of getting in 99 in time. 99 in time. Looks like a Roman numeral job. Yeah. I think so. A uh, hundred less one, what's this that is? Well, a hundred is C, so ninety-nine is IC. I see. Got it. It's indicate. Ah, give us a chance. In with IC in the middle of date. Indicate, which ah. is the point of getting in ninety-nine in time. Oh, I'll buy that. On we go cake. now. Come on. Ten across. One vehicle, bracket, amur, close bracket, got sunburnt. Six letters. How about tanned? Why? It fits. <laughs> I don't think so. One is likely to be I, and vehicle is bus, van, cab. Come on, don't just sit there. Oh, no, sorry. Um, one vehicle. Ah, you're going to love this. I is right, but the vehicle is car, and AMA is American or US. I, car, us. Ah, Icarus, who got sunburned. If not, 
left hand. Nice one, that. Oh, I can't help it if I'm brighter than you oh, are. Come on, on we go. Eleven across. There's a catch in this expedition. Hopefully, seven and four. Catch. Must be fishing. Fishing, fishing, fishing what, though? Or trip, I'd say. A uh, fishing trip, OK? Mm, I'll take a chance. You know the definition of an optimist? No, but I feel you're going to tell me. It's a person who fills in the crossword with a pen. Ta-da! <laughs> you can't beat the old ones. Now, can we get back to business? I begin with the across ones and I work through the whole of the across clues. And if I can't do one, I just leave it and go straight on. Then I go through all the down ones. And I reckon then to have gone back over the across and downs, I'll, I'll have it finished. If I'm able to do them, symmetrically I'll do them. And if not, I just uh, cast the eye. Uh, w one day last week, I did half of it without even putting in the letters. And I was today, I was for 15 minutes uh, looking at it kind of foolishly. And then I left myself with very little time to finish it. I just simply take it up and grab it. And if I start getting some clues, I get very interested very fast. Um, otherwise, I'd more or less throw it there and leave it. <laughs> Well, I start generally, I think as most people do, at the top left-hand corner and have a look at that. Uh, if nothing occurs to me in the first couple of clues there, I move on somewhere else. But I uh, generally take the, say, one across or wherever it is to start off with. And if we get that, then take a few of the down ones and start building from there. But I think everybody has their own approach to it. Some people have the view that the, the crossword setter gets a bit lazy by the time he gets to the bottom, particularly the bottom left-hand corner, and they tend to start off there, hoping that the, the clues will be easier. But uh, I've never investigated that, but I'm going to try it sometime. I always start one across, yes. Um, I fill in as many across ones as I possibly can. If I get stuck for four or five clues, I get a bit fed up with the across ones, and then I'll go to the down ones. Um, and I just fill in what I can and then go back to the hard ones that I haven't been able to do. See if I can work them out. I tend to start at, uh, at the anagrams because anagrams, um, with experience, you notice that um, you look out for words like crazily and with abandon, which indicates that the words are to be jumbled. And you can spot these quite quickly after a while. And they're, they're, the, most, they're the easiest, in my opinion, to do um, after the plain definition type. And once you've done it, there's usually a liberal sprinkling of them in most crosswords, and that tends to give you a bit of a start, and then I move on to the, the other ones. But no particular order, really, um, and end up with the most difficult. That's, that's really the way I approach it. I start at one o'clock cross, and I read all the across ones until I get one, and then I work on the down, the down clues that go across that, and then I finish that little bit and... I hope. Incidentally, that uh, is a thing I dislike very much, is a crossword puzzle form that doesn't have follow-through from one corner into the other. You know what I mean? That that each corner is more or less independent of the others and that you have only maybe one word stretching across so that mm -hmm. when you're mm -hmm. doing the second corner, you have only, at best, one letter. I, I hate that. Mm -hmm. and I have them, you know, all helping each other. After all, it is cross words. Yes. I mean, the words should cross. That's mm. the whole point of it. Well, I was uh, surprised to read some of uh, the old Torquemada puzzles to find, and he was the one who s really started the cryptic clue puzzle, I believe. And he's, his puzzles are totally uh, unsymmetrical. And he also had things like half a word. He would divide a word up between two spaces. 
and um, I was very disappointed to tell you the truth I thought he was I, I didn't think it was a patch on the more modern puzzles sometimes uh, you, you get a clue which could be either in the present tense or the past tense and you find uh, you put in the wrong one you put in a D where you should have had an S and that sort of thing can really throw you and uh, I always do it in, in square, like I divide it into four sort of corners and try and fill in each one. And if you get stuck in that, move on to the next one and then come back to it. I would generally start in the top left corner. And if I, if I find I'm stuck in that corner, move on to it to one of the other corners. You generally wouldn't start in the middle unless you're particularly stuck in the around the sides. I think you mentioned there about uh, sometimes being able to do it without putting a pen to paper. A thing both myself and my father have developed is is the habit of being able to see the clues without uh, and being able to see the grid w without looking at it because uh, originally we started one person was calling out the clues and you were told it's a th it's a six letter word beginning with a ending in t uh, this is the clue and and you had to think you know you had to figure it out in your head i uh, start the crossword with all the acrosses and then all the downs and if there's any gaps i go back over the acrosses and over the downs again Although today, for some reason, I started on the downs, I couldn't get, get the first one across. So I looked for the interconnecting you know, letters on that. And having started on the downs, I kept going, and it didn't seem to be any different. Anytime I can't, I'll put the crossword down if I haven't finished it, and I go off and do something else. And quite un, uh, unprompted, the clue will come into my mind, and I'll realise I've misinterpreted it and I'll go hurrying off with the paper to check that the answer that comes to mind fits. Generally I do the crossword in the evening time when I come home and uh, don't put it down until I go to bed because I, I know I wouldn't sleep if the crossword was unfinished. Try this. 13 across 6 letters. Sounds like he didn't watch the fight for very long. Second. It is. It's second. Believe me. Put it down. Okay, okay, okay. Now, 15 across. It gets under a legionary skin, yet he appears to love it. Eight letters. Legionary. Is that a French soldier? Oh, no, no, that's legionnaire. I thought yeah. it might be disease. Oh, no, that's only seven. Legionary. Uh, must be one of Caesar's mob. Something to do with love. Now, it's Roman something. What about romantic? Yes, that's it. A tick gets under the skin. Sounds like you, darling. Romantic? No, gets under your skin. I'll ignore that. <laughs> no, romantic, romantic. Mm. What's next? 17 across. A winner in the tennis match is of easy virtue. Eight letters. Right. Well, the winner of a tennis match is... Oh, blast. There's the phone. Are you going? Oh, I'll get it. Look, but you, you carry on without me if you can. <laughs> Don't be too long or I'll have it finished. Now... Winner, ace, in a tennis match. Set, game, match. Davis Cup, Wimbledon. No joy. Oh, please let me get a few while he's away. Now, 20 across makes it difficult for a wicked potter. Two and four, wicked potter. Potter's wheel, clay. No, wrong direction. Wicked, wicked. Candle, wicked. Evil, malevolent. No rest for the wicked. That's it. The potter is of the snooker variety. Oh, I love myself for that. A sports question, and I got it. Oh, he'd be raging. Now, quick. What's the next one? 22 across. Don't fret. 
Reading won't tax you. Tax. Won't tax. No. Duty. Four and seven. Free trade. Free trading. Ah, oh, it's an anagram of fresh reading. Well. Oh, here he comes. Any advance? Of course. Ah, what were they? Ah, let's have a look. What? Twenty across, no rest. Makes it difficult for a potter. No rest. Very good. Mm -hmm. oh. Free trading. Fret reading. Anagram. Oh, easy enough. They're always easy when you know the answer. Okay. Right. Let's have the next one. Now, six letters. Make an allowance for the rear admiral. Rear admiral? Yeah. Looks like ration, but why? Rear, yeah. back, admiral. No. Admiral Navy boss. Oh, I love it. It is ration. How come? Elementary, my dear. Elementary. An admiral backwards is a number one tar. Ah. N-O number one tar yes. is ration backwards. Who's a clever boy then? Don't be asking me difficult questions. I'm having enough problems with the crossword. Mm. All right, look, I'll tell you what. Whoever gets the next one is served their supper. You on? Right. 26 across. Carmen's headgear. Five and three. Carmen's headgear. Headgear. Hat, cap, crown. Oh, Carman. Driver's mechanics, motorist. Oh. Ah, that's it. It's not Carmen. It's Carmen. So it's... Opera hat. And I'll have coffee and some lightly buttered toast, my dear. I'd, I'd like to do it on my own. I am quite happy on the top of a bus when I have a crossword on my own. And I hate when somebody I know gets on and sits beside me and starts to talk to me. But I hate being told the answers. I wouldn't stand for that at all. I would get off the bus if they did that. Unless I ask, unless I'm really stuck and a few days later I might ask somebody if they got it right. But otherwise no help. Totally on my own. I think actually there is more fun in, in, in doing it in a group and in sort of a, you can make a social occasion out of it. Even sitting around a few things in a pub at night and, and uh, somebody calling out the clues and people having some who comes up first with it and so on and so forth. I like being asked to give a hand with other people's crosswords. I hate, <laughs> I hate somebody looking over my shoulder doing the one that I'm actually stuck in. I mean, if, if I think I'm likely to get the answer to a clue, it irritates me if somebody does look over and say, oh, well, that's... and whatever the answer is. Uh, if I am stuck, and I, I will ask somebody. But uh, I do find that it can be so very sociable because uh, when I started doing it in college, it tended to be a group of us sitting around uh, a table having cups of coffee and, and tossing out ideas and answers, and some of which, of course, were wildly improbable, but inevitably somebody came up with the right answer, even if it wasn't yourself. And it was a great way of spending a, half an hour or so. Yeah, I tend to uh, do it in tandem uh, with uh, my father, in fact. And I, I sort of supply the scientific terms, and he supplies, you know, maybe the theology terms and so on. And between us, we we get it out, you know. But I've I don't think I've ever done it on my own entirely. Um, there's always been one or two that I just can't see for some reason. And uh, certainly, I think in that case, with certain crosswords, anyway, with the the more complicated the crossword. I think two heads are better than one. But I know the, the simplex kind of crossword, a lot of the clues are just plain definitions. I think that's more a solitary one because you know the answer. Generally speaking, you know the answer and it's just, you almost like waiting until you get it. It's a, 
It's almost replaced the coffee break as a, as a pastime, uh, these kind of crosswords. I do it on my own, and no, nobody else in the household would, would tackle it anyway, so I, I do it on my own. But I, I wouldn't like to have somebody else sitting beside me. I prefer to do it myself, and I think that's the fascination of it, to pit your own wits against whoever's setting it, and it's a, a one-to-one arrangement. Yes, I always do them on my own. In fact, normally when I'm either going somewhere, I, I always find this in one's day quite a lot of time spent on waiting either for a train or a plane or whatever, and I think the crossword is an ideal time then to fill in, say, 20 minutes when you're literally waiting to get onto an airplane or get a tubes into London or whatever. And those little 30 minutes and 40 minutes are ideal for that. Um, but I've never actually sat down to do a crossword with somebody. Now, I do it at the tea break at work, and uh, there was a, a strong suggestion that I give it up for Lent. As <laughs> <laughs> You give it, that up for Lent, and that I'm unsociable and rude and... Uh, so I just say nothing, I just keep doing it. Well, I used to enjoy doing the more difficult ones with people. I like that very much. Uh, but what I hate is not having the newspaper in my own hand. I hate having clues read out to me because I find it very, very difficult to, uh, you know, to keep them in my mind without, unless I have them in front of my eyes. My daughter and I sometimes do crosswords together, and she reads out the clues. I don't really enjoy it all that much. I like doing it by myself, or I like doing I like doing a puzzle with people who also do that same puzzle. You know, mm. not people who say, "Oh, isn't this very hard?" or "Why is that that?" That's very irritating. If uh, I'm pre- presented with a clue and the number of spaces, even if the paper isn't there as somebody said earlier, you, know, you can do it without putting pen to paper at times which is really mental gymnastics because you're trying to remember the association of words coming down or across you know, where they interweave uh, it's just I'm, in, uh, I'm fond of any sort of puzzle uh, but particularly word puzzles and that's the fun the extra element is speed that's a touch of uh, it's, not the fu- it's not fun, it's a challenge to do it faster, but it's fun to answer it. So I do finish it with a, a slight, you know, triumphalism and, you know, just wrap up the paper neatly and toss it nonchalantly into the corner and, and you sit there f- for about five minutes with a nice, satisfied smile on my face, you know. There was a point that Miles Gopalin made in one of his stories uh, quite some time ago about the lad who got up in the middle of the night on a, a Saturday to go off and get the Irish Times went home and did it in bed all morning. He then went off to the, the, the golf club with a new Irish Times, proceeded in the club to sit down and answer them all in a hurry, uh, to the amazement and wonderment of his friends. And I think uh, the, 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 there is an element of being able to, to do it in public or to let somebody know you've done it in a hurry. very nice even if I say so myself. I'll second that. But back to business. 27 across. Unsettled. OSA men try to live here. Nine letters. Obviously an anagram of OSA men try. Ah, yes. Monastery. Ah, agreed. Now, one more to go across and it's four letters. Could it be a Welsh plumbing problem? Four letters. It's either L-E-E-K or L-E-A-K. I leave the third space blank for the moment. Could be L-E-A-D, lead, plumbing. Hmm? Mm. Mm. Oh, well, right, down we go. 
Number two, to be sure, to be sure, C blank, N blank, I blank, E blank, blank. Now let's have a look at 17 across. We didn't get that one. You mean you didn't get it? I was on the phone, remember? Okay, Smarty, this is it. A winner in a tennis match is of easy virtue. Eight letters. Well, a winner in a tennis match is ace, A-C-E. Oh, I've already tried that. It doesn't help. Well, what no. other winners are there, then? What about Trump? Hmm? Trump. Trump, Trump, mm, yeah. No. Yes! Yes, so it's Trump in something to do with tennis. Set. Set. No? A real cooperative effort, this one. Yes, it's Trump in set. So, strumpet. Oh, Easy virtue. very good. Mm. Now, back to number two down. What's this that was? Oh, yes, to be sure, to be sure. C blank, N blank, I blank, E blank. And now it ends in T. Or oh, it has to be confident. Confident. Oh, yes. Right, now, three down. This lady may sit well. E blank, I blank, H. Oh, it has to be a woman's name. Oh, yep, it's Edith. Piaf. Piaf. Sit well. Edith, oh. sit well. Piaf. <laughs> right. I'm on four down, seven letters. Crossed and ran around the girl. S blank, A blank, N blank, D. Looks like Anne in the middle of... Sped. Spanned. Ah, spanned. Oh, we still haven't got four across. Maybe five down will help. Five down, seven letters. Seven. We hear he helps against all the odds. Blank, blank, E, blank, T, blank, R. Cool. Something to do with gambling. A better, B-E-T-T-O-R, OK? A better what? Better. Oh, oh, right, that's it, a better. <laughs> Every crossword doer starts off, as, as we said earlier, um, with simple ones. I mean, you get a clue like reason, five letters, and you put in cause. And certainly I remember the first, the very first new word that I ever learned was facial twitch, three letters, tick, T-I-C. And certainly my knowledge has improved. I didn't start off with that knowledge. I now, I now know a bit of the Greek alphabet, a lot of Latin that I didn't know before, um, Roman numerals, of course, and... Um, all sorts of things that you look for in clues, like if you're given a clue like more, uh, two words, four letters each, your mind, after a few years of doing crossword, you'll know that immediately it's, it's back room. I think that's one of the things that crosswords teach you to do, is to look at words uh, in a different way, that you don't always accept words at their face value. There's a story told about Spike Milligan when he was over here one time doing a program that he was crossing uh, Grafton Street and the light was red, the pedestrian crossing. And when it changed to cross now, he blessed himself. <laughs> and I think that's... I don't know whether he does crossword puzzles or not, but I think that is what cross... One of the things that crossword puzzles teach you to do is to look at words from all possible angles and all possible meanings because you've, uh, well, you have to look at them like that when you're doing the puzzle. Yeah, I think if you've done a very good deal of rather indiscriminate reading, as I have, you tend to build up a bit of a vocabulary and perhaps things might occur to you more quickly than they might to somebody who hasn't as wide a vocabulary. 
but uh, it's it, it's very hard to say wh- whether there's any special type of brain needed. I, I think you, you need to be able to think sideways, so look at the clue and think, you know, what, what does he really mean by that? Well, I think the tricks are obviously very important. Um, from my own point of view, I don't like crosswords which actually ask you just to give the answer straight off. I rather the ones that you can actually figure it out for yourself. And I think that sometimes when you're figuring them out for yourself, you're not too sure that there is such a word that you come up with. I think that's where the crosswords help you, in fact. You might take the trouble of, of looking it up in a dictionary and say, God, I didn't know that word existed before. I think that's how you can actually sort of develop your own vocabulary. But certainly a total turn-off for me is, you know, to fill the, a word of a quotation which I don't happen to know, and there's no way I'm going to get it. And I, I think I tend to leave those sort of crosswords to the side. One of the advantages I'd like to think, I really think, is that it makes you think. It gets your mind off. Uh, you have to sort of think on other channels. And I remember once a friend of mine, who she's a maths teacher, wasn't able to solve a problem. Now, I was reasonably good at maths, and I was a long time left school, and I saw the way out. She was extremely put out because I solved it. But I said to her, the only reason I'm doing it is that I was able to discard two or three other routes to the thing just because I'm used to doing crosswords. Uh, It does tend, I think, to give you a mind that uh, when somebody says something that isn't quite what they meant, you can say to them, I heard what you said, but I know what you meant. the uh, the interpretation of all words becomes uh, you know, something that you're interested in, and the precise use of a word because that's one thing a crossword will teach you that a word has one meaning in one sentence, but it, the same word in a different sentence has another meaning, and you need to look at it from all these angles. Because crossword setters have, I mean, they have all these dictionaries that we poor crossword solvers don't know about. They have, I mean, there are dictionaries with words mm. of fifteen letters ending in Z, which they all use. Yeah, that is one thing about crosswords, about the sort of words you find yourself, you know, if it weren't for crosswords, I would, would not know that there's some sort of a yak, a Z-O or Z-H-O. Now, this is all very interesting, but I don't really think it has improved the quality of life for me. No. <laughs> Tons of useless information. I have buckets of facts in there that nobody would ever want to know, but they're there, I can't help having them there, and it is useful having them there when you do crosswords but as to whether they were caused by the crosswords or whether the crosswords are helped by having them I don't know they have been of assistance in broadening my vocabulary I suppose and other crosswords than the Irish Times one have uh, helped me in uh, becoming interested in, uh, in Shakespeare and other things where you've had to seek out a reference for a quotation you tend to read more than just the quotation that you need. The self-indulgence, actually, I, when I was doing the A's, I discovered a love. It's my favourite word. It's um, Zalandodont, which is a marvellous. It's an adjective. I mean, it's just ridiculous, you know. Zalandodont. Zalandodont. It means having um, V-shaped molar teeth in insects. I mean, it's it's incredibly obscure, you, you know. Oh, of course, you know, you know, dropping it in conversation, etc. You know? It's a marvellous word. It sort of rolls off the tongue. No, it's the little ones, I think. It's uh, like the zoos and the cows. The animals that you never knew existed. Yes. The African tribes that you never heard of. Mm. (laughs) Another favourite is the two-toed sloth. I, you know, AI. That only lives in Madagascar. (laughs) (laughs) And survives entirely on Mm. sort of petunias or something. Do you know the ones I hate are, you know, when you've done a crossword and you're very pleased with yourself and you've got a whole lot of very difficult long words... And you are left with either in the bottom left hand or the bottom right hand corner a four-letter word, and blank E, blank E. 
I have spent more time over those little words than over the entire rest of the crossword. But if the, if the setter is very fair, the, with the everyman type puzzle or the Irish Times where, the, where there's more unchecked letters than in the bar type puzzle with the A's of and the listener, the words should be, you know, well known. There shouldn't be any two-toed slots and so on. Because it's very unfair because you're, because as you say, if it's blank E, blank E, and it's the, the answer is obviously some obscure animal, and yes. you're not going to know it unless you actually know the word itself. Whereas with the bar one, the unchecked letters are always at unusual points, and if you've got the rest of the puzzle, generally speaking, you can get it out, whether you know the word or not. So I think that's very important for the setter. The setter should be fair in that respect. Fairness, I think, is, is a thing as well, you know. There's nothing more awful than getting what has to be the right answer and not knowing why it's the right <laughs> yes. answer. Yes. And that happens. It happens in all crosswords from time to time, mm. not understanding why. Next one, six down. Smile, it may get you social advantage. Seven letters. E blank, I blank, I blank, M. Another anagram. Oh, it's elitism. Nice one, that. Mm. The next one is alas, and four across is stalemate. And eight down is equip. Now we're motoring. Twelve down, four letters, blank N, blank R. An expert, perhaps not in marriage, goes to Reno. Reno. Well, it's either Enor or Ona. But what the hell do they mean? Look up Ona, O-N-E-R. That looks the most likely. Wait till I get oh, it. Hey. Yep. It's the dictionary. Now. Got it. Hmm. One. One up. One step. O-N-E-R. Pronounced oneer. Remarkable person or thing. An expert. And not a lot of people know that. Or even care. Right. Fourteen is onus and sixteen is insensate, making twenty-eight across L-E-A-K leak. You were right. Oh, six to Welsh go. Welsh plumbing. Hmm. Now wait. Nineteen down. Looks like another sporting one. The nineteenth before the nineteenth. Three and four. T blank, E blank, O blank, E. The 19th is the tie hole at golf. The 19th is also the bar. Oh, how fascinating. Mm. Well, while you were working that out, I got 20, which is nursery. Now, uh, hang on, hang on. How did you arrive at that? Well, a shark on the line makes room for children. N blank R blank E blank Y. Nurse is a shark and RY is short for railway. Oh, very clever. <laughs> you see? Ah, 21 down. Oh, looks like alarm. Alarm. Judge rings true. Alarm. Alarm. Oh. See? Right both times. Well, do you want to go for three in a row? Hit me. Right. 23. Five letters. D blank A blank L. And it's the cowboy sounds like he could attract the novice. D blank A blank L. Drawl. Oh, very good. Oh, hang on. Oh, we skipped 18, by the way. Which is... It's... Ah, it's parents. Guardians are not found in an afterthought. Seven letters. An afterthought, P.S. Aren't, aren't, in P.S. parents. Oh, very oh. clever. And the last one is... Not as petty as his demeanour suggests. 
Oh, that has to be mean, M-I-E-N. Mean, ah. Oh, See? we're some team. <laughs> In that case, you can help me with the washing up. Well, thank you very much. Well, it's a bit like jogging for the mind, but I feel that if you don't finish it, it's only like jogging for the mind, but if you do finish it, there is that sense of achievement which would be like, in a sporting context, having been playing on a winning team but not actually scoring the, the, the winning try. It's not a thrilling thing to, to, to do, but there is a, a minor sense of achievement in finishing a crossword or in beating your previous time if you do finish it. I don't think it does you any good at all, you know. You learn a few new Use words. Facts, yeah. Okay. And uh, like the, the the yak that is spelled to say no, which really doesn't add anything to human happiness. Um, I think it is self-indulgent. Nothing really good comes out of it. It's not like going into the kitchen and cooking for pleasure. Somebody will get something out of that. If you, uh, if you take up sport, well, you'll feel better for it. Your body will be better. I don't know that your mind is any better after a crossword, is it? Definitely, I would think they improve one's vocabulary. They probably also help to improve one's way of thinking and seeing a sort of a, a devious way around problems. It probably encourages lateral thinking, which I'm sure may be useful in everyday uh, life, whatever. Um, but the main thing about them is the satisfaction of getting them done. You could argue that everyday life is probably rather complicated with a lot of loose ends and that by solving a crossword you're putting a bit of order into an otherwise disordered life. And this feeling of accomplishment puts one's mind at rest to an extent. If there is a sense of achievement once you've finished the crossword. It's the question between you and the man who's setting it. He's out there trying to set you a problem that you can't solve and you're trying to break through his clues and produce a final result. It's the relaxation. It, it, you can turn your mind onto doing the crossword, take it off, everything else, and at the end of it you, you feel if you have beaten him and got the clues all right, then uh, you've, you've achieved something. you probably would have achieved mentally just as much as you would physically by eating a good meal. There is uh, a mental gain, I have no doubt about it. Uh, it's, it's not a, a physical gain or a financial gain, but I think you end up with your mind refreshed for when you've done it. And that's the fun of it for me.